0: Good afternoon. Welcome to Inside Indiana Sports. Now with Kent Sterling, it's Thursday, January 28th, 2021. We're brought to you by, as always, the great people at today's dentistry. Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist that there is. Take control of your dental health. 317-849-2933 is the number to call. Do it right now. Let's talk about sports. All right. Um, Tom Rathman is retiring as running backs coach of the Indianapolis Colts. This is not a good thing for the Indianapolis Colts. Rathman, the king of ball security. Look at the results of Tom Rathman as running backs coach, running backs for the Colts. Look at Naheem Himes. He came into the NFL with a rep as a guy who gives the ball up. Not anymore, baby. Jonathan Taylor, not giving the ball up. Jordan Wilkins, not giving the ball up. Marlon Mack, same deal. These guys hold onto the football and they figure out a way to become productive running backs Tom Rathman had a lot to do with that. He's going to be missed. We're going to come back to the Colts in a minute. We're going to talk about Jim Ursay because I think it's important to do it. Um, We got some news out of Butler today. The game against Xavier moved from tomorrow night to Saturday late afternoon at Henkel Fieldhouse. That game is going to be at 530. So there you go. If you've got tickets to the game tomorrow night, it's going to be played on Saturday, but the tickets are still good. Let's talk about Jim Ursay for a minute. We make fun, right? We have some fun. With Jim Ursay. everybody does. Jim Ursay yesterday said those things about Andrew Luck because Jim Ursay is genuinely a really nice guy. You talk to anybody who has worked for a long period of time with Jim Ursay, they have nothing bad to say about him. He's got a heart as big as all outdoors. And that is what drives the comments that he made about Andrew Luck with the door always being open. Is the door really open? Is Andrew Luck actually going to consider coming out of retirement to play with the Colts? Of course not. Because the reasons that drove Andrew Luck to retire, they are still valid. His long-term health, his wife's concerns, being a present father for his daughter. All of these are motivating factors toward not playing football anymore. And I totally get it, and I totally applaud it, and it's good. All right, the timing sucked. Him taking $25 million in cash from the Colts after he retired and really not doing anything for them and, and for that money? I, I don't know about that. I remember the story about Larry Bird uh, when he was with the Boston Celtics. He had a $6 million bonus due him if he retired just a little bit later. And Dave Gavitt, who ran the Celtics at that time, talked to Larry Bird on the phone and said, listen, why don't you put off making your retirement announcement until, and he gave a date. That date was in the window where Larry Bird would be due $6 million. You know what Bird did? Hung up the phone. He announced his retirement. Filed his papers. He didn't get the $6 million because he wasn't going to work for it. This is the way people used to operate. Now you take the money. And I don't know what Andrew Luck did with the money. Maybe Andrew Luck did something, you know, just and righteous with the money. Maybe he gave it to charity. Maybe he started a foundation. Hell, I don't know. Maybe he did that. And if he did, you know what? More power to you. Good on you. All right? If he didn't, if he put the money in his pocket, I don't know. I would wrestle with that. Laying in bed, head on the pillow, that money would pop into my head periodically. I didn't do anything for it. Maybe, you know, that makes me an outlier. Maybe it makes me an old head. I don't know. But that's Jim Ursay. And people in Indianapolis should be really, really happy that Jim Irsay is the owner of the Indianapolis Colts. yes. There's a $29,000 in the duffel bag, and every once in a while, Jim goes kind of off here and off there, and, and we all hold our heads and say, oh, my God, what it, what is happening? But what he is, ultimately, is an owner who wants to win, and there aren't that many of those in the NFL that we should be cavalier about Jim Ursay as the owner of the Indianapolis Colts. He is a good owner who cares not just about his bank account. You know, I I talked to the uh, COO of an NFL franchise and and had a series of conversations with him. And I won't necessarily mention, I won't mention who, but he talked about the owner. And he said, you know, my owner, he doesn't care about the cap. What my owner cares about is revenue. That's what he wants. He wants to know how much revenue we are generating. He doesn't care about salary cap numbers. He just wants to know the dollars and cents of the operation. And you've got a lot of owners in the NFL who are much more concerned about profit and loss and ROI than they are wins and losses. And you can see who those are. Who doesn't win ever or rarely? Those are are the franchises that are stuffing their pockets full of cash and not investing it wisely in the product and have no idea how to build a quality organization. Jim Ursay knows how to build a quality organization because he's done it before, and he's done it now. Chris Ballard is one of the best general managers in the NFL. Jim Ursay did what was necessary to get Chris Ballard here to Indianapolis, given the tools that he required in order to build what Jim Ursay covets, and that's another Super Bowl champ. He hired Frank Reich. Frank Reich is a really interesting leader. All right? He has done what he has done with an eye toward loyalty and an eye toward victories in a way that a lot of owners in the NFL don't. And we should really be thankful that Jim Irsay is the owner of the Indianapolis Colts. We should feel the same way with Herb Simon and Mel before he passed away, that they are the owners of the Indiana Pacers. Same deal. They want wins and losses. They want to succeed as a franchise, not just as a profit center, but as a, uh, a, a source of civic pride, right, and a source of camaraderie within the community. That's what these guys, that's what fuels them. That's the good thing. Hey, you know, yesterday I'm talking about Andrew Locke, and I tweet about Andrew Locke, and I say the worst thing that could possibly happen is that the Indianapolis Colts would welcome him back. As a football player, and i met it, he would bring chaos into the facility on West 56th Street like nobody ever. It would be madness to welcome Andrew Luck back because you have no idea whether on, you know, August 23rd, 15 days before the opener, Andrew Luck's going to again say, hey, I, I got to go, fellas. This isn't going to work. I thought it was going to work. I enjoyed it for a while. It felt good. And then I get hit in a preseason game. And my wife's lost her mind. And so i got to go be with the kid and the wife. And and, and this whole thing, it's just not going to work for us. It happened before. It could happen again. You can't have that happen again. You can't welcome that, the prospect of that happening, back in your midst. You just can't. And so you don't allow it. If Enrullock wanted to come back, you get on the phone and you see if there's anybody out there who wants to trade something for his rights. That's what you do. I love Andrew Locke, and again, I have nothing but respect for the decision that he made. But you can't welcome him back as the starting quarterback for this football team. You can't. Jim Ursay said that the door is open. That's a courtesy, and that's a nice thing to say. There's no way that the Colts would say, yeah, come on back. The, it, no, you don't do that. So anyway, I tweet this, and I get some splashback from knuckleheads, the guys that Dan Dockage calls the blogger boys. These guys, who are you? You know who I am because my name is on my Twitter feed, so you know who I am. And the Blogger Boys very rarely attach their name to anything. They don't, you know, they're this, whatever. It's all clever, you know, nicknames and whatnot. It's not about who they are. Me, you know who I am. I'm sitting right here. I'm Kent Sterling. It's KentSterling.com. It's at Kent Sterling. It's Kent Sterling on Facebook. It's Kent Sterling on YouTube. And it's Kent Sterling on Instagram. That's what it is. It's Kent Sterling on everything that I do. Not because I'm vain and I'm an egomaniac, but because it's important that I sign my name to everything that I say, that you know that I believe what I'm talking about Because I put my name on it. That means something to me. And if it means something to you, great. If it doesn't mean anything to you, great too. I've built companies. All right? I've built programming departments. I've spent a lot of time with leaders in sports and in other arenas. I've talked to these guys. I've experienced things with them. I understand leadership because I've led... And I've been led. I've been led by really, really smart people. And I've been led by people who aren't altogether that smart. Who've gone on, the people who are smart, to incredible stuff. Terrific careers. Wonderful. I've worked with guys who are at the height and and spent time with them. Not just worked with, but become friends with. Guys who who have achieved at a level that's phenomenal. I know these people. I know the people in the, uh, some of the people in the NFL. I know some of the people in Major League Baseball. I know some of the people in the NBA. Not a whole gob of them, but some of them. And I understand why it's special what's going on in Indianapolis. What's going on with the Colts is spectacular. It's wonderful. What's going on with the Pacers is wonderful. Both of these franchises are being built based upon a foundation of culture that people in Indiana should be really proud of. Same thing with Butler. Absolutely the same thing. And I think that Indiana University is being led in much the same way. we got to get to know Scott Dolson a little bit better. But I was absolutely comfortable with Fred Glass. And I'll tell you why. And I've spent a lot of time with Fred Glass uh, over lunches and, and on the phone and just wonderful conversations about all kinds of stuff. Books, leadership, all kinds of things. Here's what was important to Fred Glass. And it is important to win, but not nearly as important as the impact that his leadership had on student-athletes in Indiana. And that is what they are owed, right? They are owed an experience, educationally, academically, spiritually, health, in terms of a- athletics, uh, taking serious the health of the student-athlete. What Fred Glass wanted to do and what was what he was committed to doing for every single student-athlete that came through Indiana while he was the athletic director, was make sure that they were better human beings when they left Indiana as graduates of Indiana with a meaningful degree. That meant something to Fred Glass. He was very holistic in his approach to leadership, not just hiring the right coach to hang banners, right, but hiring the right leaders to extract the best out of the student-athletes into whose, you know, clutches he was trusted, right? Parents saying, here, here's my kid. I hope you're the uh, the right leader of the athletic department to, you know, kind of shepherd my kid through these very dangerous and weird four years. That's who Fred Glass was as an athletic director and will always be as a human being. I think you've got the same thing with Mike Babinski up at Purdue. And I, I know you've got the same thing with Barry Collier. Let me tell you a story about Barry Collier. At the at the Butler basketball camp, when Barry was the head coach at Butler, Barry would do a, a speech at the end of camp where he said to the kids, if you are ever tempted to take a wrong step and do something stupid, or if you're in a position where you feel you're in danger, you call me and I will come and I will help. And he said it in a way where I thought, you know, I don't know how many of these calls he gets, but I am willing to bet a whole lot of money that he answers them all and he responds to all of them in the way he's promising he will. I believe he's that kind of athletic director. Kevin Pritchard of the Pacers, building something, Uh, a culture, not just of winning, but of, of quality human beings all getting on the same end of the rope and working toward a common goal. And I think that Ballard, is that same guy. And I think Simon and Ursay foster environments and demand environments that bring about that kind of cultural dynamic. That's who I am. I've been there. I've done that. I can talk about it because I have. I've listened to people talk about it, and I know it fuels them. This is what I do, and this is who I am. And if you don't like it, I don't care then you're not doing enough listening and you should be doing less talking because maybe you can learn something rather than sitting there with with your 280 characters and saying stupid things. Who am I? I just told you who I am. And I'll be here tomorrow morning too. Breakfast with Kent. Every single weekday morning, seven o'clock on Facebook Live and then immediately thereafter on Twitter and Periscope. And if you like it, Great, if you don't like it, great, I'm here all day.